Hey, it's Peter T. Bags. And I'm MJ. And this is the second letter. This week's episode, we discuss our fears and some religion, which is also a fear. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's it's probably the basis for most of them. Some fears are completely unbased, unbased, unbased. Whatever word I'm trying to say there. People getting afraid of drag queens or trans people. Yeah, what's going on there? A lot of dumbness. Seems dumb. There, we there, discussed that in this episode, how dumb it is. <laughs> but there are a lot of things that you, you know, should maybe stop doing around kids. Drag shows are not one of them. Maybe maybe stop hitting on them. Why are you hitting on my children? Them Ew. little heartbreakers. Ew, why am I going to have to watch out for phrase. them? Okay, listen to us talk about this stuff. Some of the Simpsons are gay, too. River, go lay down. What happened to your leg, Ava? A tree. A tree that I decided to completely trim and prune in a skirt. Three thongs. <laughs> it was hilarious to just see it get caught in your butt every <laughs> every time you bend over. Well, I didn't plan on doing it. I didn't plan on doing any of that. I just... It's crazy what'll happen when you take your meds and then you're like, well, I am in the zone. Yeah, my plan was, okay, I can just sweep off the porch. <laughs> and I'm so fucking proud of my pit. Your pit? Yeah, you were doing a project, and I was, I had shit to do inside. So my plan was just to, I would sweep off the porch and then go about my business. But then I opened the shed and saw, I opened the shed and saw that hedge trimmer that I bought mm. for, I don't know, I got excited about getting it a year ago. And I need a hedge trimmer for these legs. Or some fucking Veet, man. My too. I miss Veet. Shaving sucks. I wish I could it's put just that we stuff have on my so face. so much body to shave. Yeah, it's not like we're small folk. Like, come on. I'm six foot and you're five nine, so not small. I got some legs on me. I think the worst thing to, to get sh actually shaved and smooth is the back of your thigh. Mm -hmm. Why does the hair go every direction back? And then How are we not evolved to just smooth, just... I mean, Twink evolution. <laughs> I guess the, that's just our preference, right? But, but I mean, we don't have any evolutionary <laughs> or biological need for body hair now. Yeah, but do you remember that girl who I was dating and she asked me if I shaved or something like that? And I was like, yeah, I do. She's like, I can't believe he makes you do that. It's like, uh, I do it for me. Was that the annoying one or the drama one? Both. <laughs> She was, like, rude to me when she took me out to a gay bar, because, like, it was my first time going to a gay bar. Gay bar, gay bar, gay bar. And I think, oh, yeah, it was the bathroom. Like, I didn't know which bathroom to go into. <laughs> and then she just, like, laughed at me. It's it kind of like rock? Yeah. How there's just... There was just two bathrooms. Like, it didn't matter which one. One is one for you... blowjobs and the other one is for <laughs> peeing. Yeah. But, I mean, it didn't matter, but I went to walk in one and... I was like, oh, urinals, I guess that's the wrong one, you know, and, and she was just like laughing with her friends and then kind of like ignored me the rest of the night and I was like, man, fuck you, bitch. She made fun of me for the sushi I ate. I was just about to say, is this the same time that she, <laughs> yep. that you got shamed for ordering a glorified California roll? Yeah. But... Because it had salmon and lemon on top? And I even- It was I fucking even, delicious. I even asked her for suggestions. Yeah, you're going to be a pretentious bitch about it. Tell like... me, tell me what you like, tell me. And I would say we were fairly new to liking sushi. And we hadn't started eating like sashimi rolls and 
Haven't we? I thought we had, we thought we did that all the way back in Utah. I don't think so. I mean, I guess we just hadn't had it that often because we were super poor when we lived in Glenville. That's true. Maybe it was just when we started paying attention to what we ordered instead of just picking random shit off of the... That's true. Yeah. Because honestly, I don't like the like crab California rolls. You don't like hay rabbit? I, I think I, that's just because your dad always got that that discount. I can it. The like, discount hay rab from just eating it from out of NPS. The, like, bag. I I I used to love K rab. So I saw at Fry's they had a like a thing. It mm. looked like it looked like string cheese, but it was a K rab mm. stick. Like in the same type of container. And I bought a few of them and thinking, oh, these are going to be awesome. And I tried one. It was so gross. And the rest of them just went to waste. Not a fan, yeah. I I think it's the texture, really. Like, I don't like... What's it made out of? I have no idea. Because they they capture the fishy, gross smell. Mm -hmm. And it tastes pretty similar to crab. But it's spelled with a K, so it's different. Hmm. I don't know what it is. Things, I don't think I want to know. Things are usually better when they're spelled with a K, though. Yeah. Like Christopher. It's the way to spell Christopher. It's the only way. Uh, so that's my middle name. And as a kid, people used to, like, they'd see that it was spelled K-R-I-S. And they'd, like, tease me about it, saying, that's the girl way to spell it. And I'd get all defensive because, you know, right. it's... Uh, but it didn't. That didn't make sense to me because you look at the name Christine and it's spelled with a C H always. Oh, I've seen Christine with a K. Or Actually, is that Kristen? I, well, with an E on the end, it would be Christine, mm. right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Either. I just Whatever know that it's Chris spelled with a K is just Norwegian or <laughs> or Scandinavian. Yeah, go possibly possibly German, like. The name Carl. If it's spelled with a K, it's probably like a German spelling. Yeah, I would assume so. Carl and Lenny. Why are you Carl and Lenny? What is that? That's from The Simpsons. Oh. The the black guy and the white guy that are work that are friends at Homer's work. I think they're in a relationship. I think they're gay. Hmm. I think that came out like as a revelation. I know Smithers is gay. They they made an announcement like twenty years after everybody already knew. <laughs> that's funny. It's kind of like when your kids come and tell you, and you're like, yeah. Yeah, no know. shit. <laughs> but I mean, they need to have that coming out mm-hmm. moment. And... There was an episode of The Simpsons where they're trying to, where they're logging onto Smithers' computer, and he has this screensaver of Mr. Burns nude, and he says, Hello, Smithers, you're quite good at turning me on. But it's like computer generated because Burns didn't actually say that. Mm. You're looking at me like you don't know who these characters are. Um, I mean, like, I, I know the names, but Simpsons doesn't. Doesn't really mean anything to me. Monty Burns is the evil guy who yeah, owns the, the power. Okay. His assistant is Wayland Smithers. Smithers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's got glasses and blue hair. No, I think it's gray. Oh, uh, I know uh, the glasses though. The glasses I, with I blue hair, I... I think, is Millhouse that you're thinking uh, of, and yeah, that's Bart's that's friend. Kid. Yeah. Anyway. And he's in love with uh, Lisa. Yeah, I knew that, I think. No, I Nelson is al- Nelson is also oh. in love with Lisa. I'm assuming that's the I choo-choo-choose you. No, that's that's uh, Ralph. What? Okay, I don't know. Who uh, Ralph is, is doesn't... He thought Lisa liked him because he was the only one to give him a... Get out of here, helicopter. Fucking airplanes, man. Oh, airplane. Man. I honestly hate that we're in the flight path. Like... 
Okay, so I I hate the sound of airplanes. Like, I get scared of them in the sky. I can fly. I'm not, like, actually scared to get near a plane or whatever. I just hate when they're up in the sky above me. And when I tell people that... Why are you afraid of a spider? It just, it's so small to step on it. Right. Like, fuck. What? Everybody, oh, what? every anytime you say you're scared like... of a spider, they, and then they try to quiz you on what size of spider you're afraid of. Yeah. And it's like, I, did I stutter? Like, I get it's the a same spider. thing with, with clowns. Like, I, I recently told someone, yeah, I'm like terrified of clowns. Like, I'm actually scared of clowns. And they're like, why? They're supposed to be fun. Everybody says that. I used to say okay. that to you. Okay. Well, they're not to me. <laughs> I'm sorry that I used to say that to you. They're funny. They're they're not funny. I mean, they're lame. I grew up with Bozo. I loved Bozo. I always wanted to play that bucket toss game. I will say I'm, I'm handling clowns better. Not that I'm desensitized at all because I, I still want to cry anytime I see one. I'm at least not going into a panic attack anytime I see my child in my zucchini. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, karma. I do wish that that wasn't quite there. Although, I, why is that karma when... What's it called? That's not karma. I yeah. guess I haven't done anything. To hurt clowns? Yeah. I want to. I've I've been on the brink of hurting one. Is but... karma the same thing as poetic justice? Mm-hmm. Just desserts? Poetic justice, that means it's like something you... Everything orchestrates in a way that just happens to fall in line with you getting what you deserve. Right? That's what poetic justice is. I mean, I would say that's pretty much what karma is. But karma is the law that, or is the natural law that balances things that way, right? Like yin and yang. Man, I want to take another religion class. But only if I get that same professor. Um, (laughs) I would go back and take that same class just because it was so in-depth of not just like one religion, like... Yeah, that seems fun. I don't want to take a class about it. I just want to, I want to talk to people. Yeah, I mean, it's always it's, interesting to... It's got to be people who can actually answer questions without getting defensive, though. Which is difficult when you talk about any religion or spirituality. Or airplanes in the sky right now. Get out of here. Ugh. It doesn't help that we live right in between three major airports. I know, it's like we are the triangle. We're in the Bermuda. Man. When you're trying to do voice work in this place... I know. I and then a jumbo jet goes every, by every 15 minutes. Everything I can possibly think of to help block sound. I have built sound barriers. <laughs> this is a pretty good one you have here. Tombstoned all out and everything. Yeah. I like it. It looks much better than it did, and I think it's working well. Mm. Uh, Crafting things. What were we just talking about a second ago? Oh, religion class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To learn people's different religions and i think it's important not that i'm the one challenging them but it's important to challenge your beliefs and like see if they're still there you know when someone i guess when someone questions like you need to be able to yeah have some how do you know something behind your beliefs i think yeah, I like when I was when I considered myself Christian, I I wanted to know everything there was to know. I knew right. people were going to ask questions. I wanted to be able to have an answer. I didn't want to look stupid. It's like politics. Honestly, if I, I relied on you so much. I was just like, yeah, Johnny's got this. And so I didn't really have my own beliefs, you know. I just relied on everyone else's and I, stuck with the Christianity until until I took that class. Really? Hmm. Oh, that really? Yeah. Hmm. That's right. And then you started and then leaning I, more into the Buddhism. Yeah, I just started exploring. I mean, I had already been interested in Buddhism, but then I went I went to church at a to a Buddhist church. 
by myself. Remember that? Mm-hmm. You had to for a class. Yeah, you had to that, visit it was a that religious class. ceremony for. And so I went. Or... And growing up, we were taught like filling the spirit, the Holy Ghost, right? Like something well, that just it's a it's an affirming sense of. Yeah, I go there and I get that same affirming sense. Like, hmm, that's interesting. I was taught that I would never get this anywhere else mm. unless I stayed in my religion that I was in. So I think that was eye opening to me. Like okay, maybe there's something within myself versus that I can find religion in, I guess. I don't, it doesn't need to be organized religion. I was in one of the family's homes that I was working with, and it stuck with me, I don't know why, but the dad of the person I was working with, he comes in and we were talking about religion for some reason, and he's like, organized religion has ruined people. You should be finding God within yourself. And when you do that, that's when you truly have, like, religion. I used to work with a Christian dude who was very much the same. He hated organized religion, but he was like, he was a Bible literalist, which to me doesn't make any sense because if you're you're going off the King James version of the Bible, which... That's, so much has been cut out, right? Yeah, and specifically changed to suit match, the needs of... Yeah, match whatever... King James wanted. Jesus. And like, Judas followed Jesus around. He wrote a book. He might have fucked up at the end. Yeah, I'm pretty... I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was in my religion class that I had no idea. Listen, I was raised from birth till 25. I was LDS, Mm -hmm. Mormon. That is Christian. Christianity. We believe believe in in Jesus Jesus Christ. You worship Jesus Christ. You're Christian. Yes. So I had grown up learning about Jesus. I had no idea that Jesus was a politician. I mean, he was... I consider him a philosopher. Yeah, but still, he was... He was a political figure back mm-hmm. then. Yeah. And I... He went... I know that he went in and he was pissed off that they were using basically banking systems in the mm-hmm. temple. Mm-hmm. So he got pissed off and threw their tables over and kicked him out. Mm-hmm. And then as a kid, he... I don't know. He would... People would come and get advice from him, which... Don't get advice from a kid, even if you think There's he's There's just so much that I'm... I was shocked. Like, why had I not learned this if this is what we believe in? You know, they're uh, here's now you teaching me all these different things. I'm like, whoa, I was so sheltered. <laughs> so we both grew up LDS, but my LDS was different than yours because I was a non-practicing family. Like it was, right. we were one of those families that we all had to be baptized. But other than that, it didn't matter. Like uh-huh. my parents smoked. My we every other word out of everyone's mouth in my house was a swear word. It was not complaining about that, but. When I so when I made the decision to finally start going to church on my own as a teenager, mm-hmm. the kids who were raised in it, I hated those kids because I was trying to learn, and these they kids didn't know shit, right? So the kids who were raised in it, like the ones who'd been going their entire life, they a lot of them could tell you the the numbers of a scripture because they had to memorize those. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you a single scripture except for three sixteen or Nephi one one. Like First Nephi chapter two verse fifteen. I Nephi and being my born of the dwelt in a tent. <laughs> Moses tied his ass to a tree and walked actually, for miles. Actually, I want to look that up and see what if I actually remember it. It's either but, First Nephi or Second Nephi. 
But yeah, these kids, they the teachers up there trying to give the lesson, explain the fundamentals of this religion, and they're being disruptive. None of them pay attention. None of them are doing any of the activities, and I fucking hated those kids. Yeah. They all took it for advantage. Even the ones who, like, lived the way they were supposed to, they didn't know why they were doing it. They just did what they were told they were supposed to. If I was doing something, I wanted to know why I was doing it. Right. If I'm supposed to stop drinking, which I did when I started going to church as a teenager, I wanted to know why wow. I shouldn't drink. You can get all of the scriptures. Uh, wow. <gasps> why are you shocked by that? I used to, when I read I the know. Book of Mormon, I read it it's on my like phone. It's on the internet, but <laughs> I was correct. It is First Nephi chapter 2, verse 15, and my father dwelt in a tent. Mm. I've remembered that my, since I was 12. <laughs> John three sixteen. for God loved the world so much, he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever should believe in him shall, shall have, have everlasting life. Woo! I'm getting everlasting life. Uh, what was the, we watched that George Carlin documentary recently. Oh yeah, that's that's really did we finish that yeah it's oh, really good so he has that line so religion christianity teaches you that god loves you he's your father he's wants to do all these things and he's going to love you unconditionally unless you do these 10 things if you do these 10 things you're you're going to burn in an agonizing pit for the rest of your life oh man so and and then you're supposed to believe that's love it's crazy i because i'm sorry there's not a single thing i would do to any of my children that would make me light them on fire <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. I, I I don't know. I love you, and as and I'll continue loving you, and be sad about lighting you on fire if you do any of these ten things. But don't do these ten things. I I've been or struggling with. I mean, not so much lately because I've been in therapy and I've been working through it. But um, recently, I think it was the prophet of the LDS Church, Nelson. Nelson said, "Divine love is not unconditional. You have to earn divine love." basically and my entire life that's what i've been seeking is just unconditional love i want my parents to love me unconditionally the definition of unconditional love means you are loved without conditions so no matter what happens the love will still remain yeah right that's, right and that's if it's conditional love it means i will love you if you do this right or if you don't do this then my love ceases to exist which people in marriages and relationships if you're saying oh i love you unconditionally but if you cheat on me you're out that's not unconditional love you have a condition there right not saying that you should just put up with abuse no not at all but and if you're going into it saying if you cheat on me i think that's... we've had this discussion and maybe it's because we live through it we know that you can survive yeah you can get through that but it's i mean it's a choice i told you that i had cheated and you made the choice immediately i'm sticking by you no matter what if you make the choice to stick you gotta fucking make some you make any choice you have to work toward that choice but unconditional love and divine love yeah well when it came out i was just really struggling because so i left the church but i still believe in god and i still believe that god loves me unconditionally right like that's what's helped me get through leaving the church because there's so much guilt shame judgment that comes from leaving the church so i was really struggling with it but i just need to actually separate myself from that church i still pay attention to what the prophet says you know uh, well not it, pay attention but like if there's he, a big thing that comes out most of the people you know are lds that's true so yeah. like all it's of my important family for you is, to understand what they believe all my family's still lds and like there's still a lot of really good people 
people in the church and the church does a lot of good things they do sure. some great they charity work and they help of... so many and people. i have a lot of friends and they've helped us out a lot yeah so i don't want to like just sit and bash on a religion or whatever because this is just our experience yeah there are there are beautiful wonderful things that can come from organized religion but let's not ignore and push under the rug there is abuse going on in these like the when i look back on my experience and being 12 years old and recounting my sexual experiences to a man one-on-one your friend's dad that's that's disturbing to me i would not want my children to be in a room alone talking about their sexual experiences with a man they barely like with yes i adult. knew this adult because but that, i but, but then you have to go hang out at that act, guy's house i didn't yeah they're there not gonna be... let their daughter around me because i'm a fucking whore you know like which actually happened to you yes yes there are some beautiful things about religion but god damn even though the boy that you told them you did the stuff with still continued to hang out at the house all the time with no judgment of course because i was the one wearing tank tops i remember i remember that guy's son i was friends with him and his son would tell me he'd go out and sleep with girls or whatever in high school and he'd go home on saturday night and tell his dad because his dad was the bishop and the next morning he'd be absolved and he could take them shaking my head so hard he could (laughs) and he would be perfectly fine to bless and deliver the sacrament because his dad's i think that's what ultimately made us leave is the hypocrisy that we saw within the church yeah because when we were in the church we lived it even whether i wanted to or not at times i did what i was supposed to do we definitely lived it up until the end when we didn't live it as much but we were on our way out Mm -hmm. and all our friends we had just pushed on i remember that bishop we were really close friends with it not not really close friends but but we had at least had there was a relationship yeah he was a nice guy he but we were sitting on our porch and he and his wife walked by. They ignored us. Yeah. Like this guy who had gone them. from super friendly, outgoing toward us. He knew it was our house. He saw us there because we were, we were constantly on our porch there because it wasn't a thousand degrees outside. Yeah. We, he walked by us and refused to acknowledge us and that was kind of it yeah that that was definitely a defining moment where i was like all right this is this is not <sighs> what I, what i thought it was you know so you're talking about abuse there was actually a story that came out earlier this week the southern baptist council mm-hmm. like just so a conglomeration of southern baptist churches not all of not every baptist church is a part of this group right but and they don't speak for all of them but it was one they released a previously secret list of accused offenders serving as in pastoral positions across (laughs) (laughs) i have been trying to work on not saying jesus christ so much but it just comes out i I mean it's weird right it's weird that really make his uh like teenage niece sleep in the bed with him Ah. it's why uh, there's a song him mention sings it's about is that the redhead no but he sings a song about gingers oh okay um he one of his songs he's just talking about all these people that people who consider themselves left-leaning or progressive or Mm -hmm. you know humanitarian type people they idolize these people he just basically pokes holes in all these people who we thought were good are actually uh what was it the uh like he talks about che guevara he was a bit of homophobe that's like che was a bit of a 
homophobe. And the Tibetan, who's the leader? The Tibetan oh, monks, sure. that position, that person. I, they reincarnate as the lead monk. And I'm there's sure there's have, two right now, I think. There's one that's a kid that was put in place by the Chinese government. And then there's the this one that's... This sounds like something from a movie. No, no, no. It's <laughs> Well, there are movies about it. It's, uh, shit. I have to look it up. There's an airplane anyway, so... Lead monk. Is Sunday like the day for airplane? No, nope, it's every day because I've tried to record at different times. I know, but there's all the little ones right now. Like, go home, take a nap. It's the weekend. Leader of Tibetan Buddhism, Dalai Lama. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, how did I know? The Dalai Lama. So like in the song, he talks about the Dalai Lama. Wow. He Then he goes on to explain how the monks, they fuck over the poor in their country all the time. Oh. And Gandhi was a bit of a pedophile. And... A bit. It's awful. So, so since but basically about... just your heroes, they're not going to be perfect. So don't think they are. Yeah. Hold but the, and hold them I accountable. Hate... Yeah. That's what I hate is the when person. people will be like, well, yeah, they're a man of God, but they're still a man. Okay. So you're excusing it? Well, they still need to be held accountable for their actions. So that kind of leads into what I was just going to talk about in the LDS religion. Like, I had no idea that Brigham Young was for slavery. They I, forgot I to teach me that. He was, a uh, politically, he was... He gave speeches to the Utah legislature explaining why it was important for slavery because they couldn't be expected to govern themselves. The first, the Sticking. first wagon driven into the Utah Valley was or into the Salt Lake Valley was driven by an enslaved man named Green Flake. And I'm I'm so angry that I didn't even know that there were black people coming across. Why I went on treks that to represent what these pioneers did. Why was that not in our history at all? When I started going back to church at 17, I heard about the treks for the first time and I was so terrified they were going to make me go on one. Oh my gosh. It's like, I do not want to go do that. That does not sound I like fun. I will say, I, I had a good time. I went twice. So once Oh, everybody I, said they had great experiences on it I had and great memories. I just didn't want to do it. Amazing experiences. I will not deny when I went on the woman's pole, the feelings i felt there i'm just a little pissed off that the history wasn't accurate yeah at one point in early utah history there was documented cases of people offering up the labor of their slaves as tithing in replace for monetary tithing wow. because they didn't have money right they had these people oh my god the, so i learned it in an article about it was titled why are so many utahns whistling dixie or still whistling dixie because dixie is a term ref that's used to refer to the american south yeah south of the mason dixon line is dixie right and it's historically where the the slave owners mostly lived because the yeah. cotton fields were plentiful and slave labor made made it a valuable cash crop because you had free labor so in southern utah they also call this dixie they used to actually the there's a college that used to be called dixie college mm -hmm. and they've recently changed it i think it's southern utah university now but... it's not recently because when my sister went there it was su not dixie really yeah hmm. it was like back then recent they had switched it because i knew it as dixie but then i also knew it as their mascot was a rebel soldier she and that continued on until I I very recently <laughs> their That's flag so their flag was a confederate so... flag and this is in utah uh, but 
the reason that they call Southern Utah Dixie is Brigham Young originally, he had plans of turning Southern Utah into a new South, like where they were going to raise lots of cotton. He even called it the, something about the cotton mission. So also this is the same area where, this is the same area where the Mountain Meadows massacre occurred. Mm. So this article goes on just to explain the history of why the area is called this, the evolution of what the area has become over time. And like, so it talks about how there have been advances. Okay, they stopped calling it that. But they didn't adopt the rebel soldier and the Confederate flag as their symbols of that school until the 1950s during the Civil Rights Movement. So it's very clearly in... In favor for slavery. Well, yeah, and in response to the trend across the nation of the civil rights. Wow. But this article does talk about how recent church leaders have made lots of statements condemning racism. And okay. the article was like, okay, if the church leaders are saying this is bad, the church leaders are saying stop being racist, why are so many people still holding fast to that? And it doesn't make sense. Like I've read ever since the uh, in 2020 when the Black Lives Matter movement uh-huh. went what got really popular. Because it was a movement before that, but it got really popular in 2020. Right. The LDS church leaders have everything they've said that concerned race since then has been, no, you guys need to stop being racist. Right. But the people, a lot of in Utah, have not fully followed the prophet. (laughs) Unless you consider Donald Trump their prophet. Right. Oh my god, that's so sickening. The worst part about it is I guarantee they still hold the claim that they are following the prophet. Because they don't drink coffee? Yeah. And that's kind of The prophet also told everybody to wear masks, and none of them did in Utah. Uh, That just made my stomach do a flip, because I know people who Mm -hmm. actively went against it, you know? Yeah, you're related to some. Yeah. (laughs) I I will link to that article and then another one that was uh, telling the story of Green Flake, which there's a it's movie a really about him. It's a good story. Not good. It's always interesting to learn like how, <clears throat> Joseph how much was left out, I guess. Joseph Smith did make a claim that he w- his plan was to end slavery across the United States. So Joseph Smith had some good things, but he also had some terrible things too. You mean like, all the wives yeah. that he stole from other? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, okay, gosh. let's not make this all about bashing the LDS church. I, I don't want to do it that. It just That's not... came up because what you just learned. And then <sighs> anytime anything comes up, it's my history. You know, it was a part of who I was. Mm-hmm. And so my grandma I... went to church every Sunday until she couldn't anymore. Yeah. My, my okay, here's what always confused me. My mom wanted nothing to do with the LDS church. She only went as a kid because she had to. Right. But she made me until I was eight. And then after I got baptized, I like she made me go with my grandma. Uh-huh. And then after that, it was kind of my choice. So I stopped going because it was boring and I didn't like any of the kids there. And I would rather wake up and play video games on Sunday morning instead. Yeah. You know, what really bothered me was the conversation that your mom had with me about my youngest. She just kept telling me they're going to get knocked up if you need to take them to church so they have morals. How else are they? She said something about sleep. Sleeping around. As long as my kids are being safe and using condoms and they're at an age where they can make that decision for themselves, mm-hmm. I don't care if my children sleep around. I, exactly. It's their choice. Obviously with safety and everything like that but why why would it matter if they're and i i went back and forth with her 
for so long and she just kept saying how are they gonna have any values i'm like i'm teaching them our kids have they, some pretty fucking rad values they don't need to be in a church to learn values if you talk to any of my children you will know what they believe at 10 years old, our oldest boy, walking to the mall, saw somebody holding a sign asking for money. Gave them all of the money they had. They had like $30 in their wallet and... Just took it out. And, and handed it to the dude and... And it's like $30 of a 10-year-old, so it's like quarters and pennies and, and just gave it to this guy. Was so proud. Mm -hmm. I remember him coming when we got... I think we were going shopping for Father's Day. Okay. And we were going to get... Oh, or man, maybe I could have gotten through. a $30 better present. It, maybe it was your birthday or something, but you, I mean, you were at work, and so we decided to walk to the mall. I like such a proud moment, but they were proud of themselves. He was so happy. nobody told him to do that. He just did it. So my kids have some good fucking values. Yeah, and then I hear, <laughs> I'll hear our our middle child. They will be talking to like their friends online and stuff. Uh, just the other day, they were talking about slavery and stuff like that, and I'm just like so impressed with the knowledge they have and who they are. Our youngest constantly stands up for themselves, mm -hmm. um, oh, for their pronouns, and which is difficult for a kid in Arizona. Yeah, very difficult, but like their teacher will send home like notes just saying how proud they that they are for standing up. Also top of their class. Yep, top of their class. So listen, your mom <laughs> so, really pissed me off with saying that because okay. who, to, who said that you have to be in a religion to have values? But let's 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 talk about exactly what she was talking about. Oh, Sexual yeah. values. Yeah. Two of them that are old enough to be of that close to that age where kids start having sex. Right. Or they both have boyfriends right now, so they talk to us. They and it's not the easiest thing for a parent to for like, hey, I need a condom. It's like, okay, so do we need to have a conversation? No, it's just I would rather have it in case than not. Which wouldn't you rather? Yeah, wouldn't All you rather have that? Listen, I remember how horny I was. At, I mean, honestly, 12, 13, 14. So, of course, my children are going to have that same urge and response to puberty. So, why not have them fully prepared and talk about it? And, I mean, yes, it's still a little uncomfortable for me and you when they do come. But I know my children are going to stay safe. And when they think they're ready, Shouldn't honestly... should it be their decision? Yeah, the thing is, we've... We have that conversation do you think you're ready and like we'll say hey do the whatever and then they'll i don't think i'm ready for that yeah yeah which both of them have been like when i talk to our middle child just like hey we need to have the conversation like you have a boyfriend you're getting serious you know you need to make sure you're being safe and they're just i am not ready to have sex mom <laughs> like stop and i was like i don't care we're having a conversation because when you start making out listen it is hard it's to easy stop. to get carried away yeah it's really difficult difficult to stop especially when you're that passionate and hormones are f like fucking nuts plus i'm just going off of how horny me and pr like it, it's it pretty makes, horny it makes sense that our children are going to have at least some of that i would think now this doesn't mean we're promoting promiscuity but no not that at all d doesn't mean that we're going we're to shame our children and or pretend that it's not likely because all of you people out there who are up in arms like saying oh i don't want my kids uh, they need to do blah 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 did your parent not wanting you to do it did it stop you from doing it I, it did not 
It did not now, stop me from doing it. They've been really open about sometimes their friends share stuff that they did not like, you know, mm-hmm. or we talk about it a lot because I think it, it's dangerous right now. Taking pictures and sending them. That is child pornography if you have that on your phone. I've actually had to deny someone becoming a foster parent because they had a record at they sent their, their boyfriend at the, they were 17 and they sent their boyfriend pictures at the school. We had to investigate and we talk about it a lot. You taking pictures and sending pictures. Once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. I've been the victim of revenge pornography, which you can read about or listen to an episode that we talk about it in depth. And it's it's not a fun place to be. The picture I put out was not pornography, but it was altered and changed to be that, Mm -hmm. which is disgusting and disturbing. But that's my point. Once it's out there, people can take it and do whatever. So you have to be prepared. And obviously our kids are doing stuff that we don't know about. Like, we're not that naive. But for the most part, they do come tell us. I had a friend who was in high school who was staying with us for a little while. Mm -hmm. Like, he hadn't lived with his parents for months. But he was taking a bath at my house because he was living there, kind of. Like, a bunch of us were hanging out and they went into into the bathroom and, like, took a picture of him. Like, I guess we did that to each other. But this one was on a, it was on one of those sticky Polaroids. Oh, okay. And a couple girls at the school got a hold of it and were passing it around. They got caught with it. And I was like, oh, that's Daniel who shat my bed, (laughs) who shat upon my bed. They called him in because he was a minor. Right. And there were minors in possession of this pornography. It's, I mean, and he got kicked out of our school. Then they it caused an so investigation where... The, he literally did nothing, was just taking a bath, and friends did this to him. He did shit on my bed, though. That Gross. kid had... had he, he was an alcoholic as a teenager. Another thing, our kids will talk to us about drugs and alcohol. Oh, yeah. They, we know which of their friends are involved, and we know that what their feelings about things are. We really do. I, I'm so happy. Our kids have tried things yeah they've told us and they've had consequences for <laughs> we we made them write a report on weed <laughs> a <laughs> which long they report actually did like they did research and found out how weed affects children's brains and bodies and development fucking airplanes man anyway we so made them do a report and they did the research they found all the adverse effects of marijuana and how it affects specifically i wanted them to find how it affects children and their development. They both did it. It's worked. <laughs> like, and having conversations, they'll tell me about friends that smoke weed all the time. And, and then they I'll, have then those I'll, conversations with I'll their jump friends. In. I'll jump right? in. I'll jump in on those and say, okay, well, and they tell us, no, I this and this. Mm-hmm. When I'm an adult, I'll probably do it. They always have reasoning behind why they don't want to do it, though. And that's what I'm proud about. At first, after we found out that they smoked weed the first time, we had some at-home drug tests and would give oh, them... Oh, we were so... I so wish we, we knew wouldn't that have they... been... I, you live and learn. Like, I, it was our first time There's... experiencing that. So, obviously, there was some punishment there that I wouldn't have... Like, now that I have a little bit more experience behind me, I probably wouldn't... Like, if our youngest comes to us... They're getting the report, for sure, because that's education. 
mm-hmm. but I don't know the punishment aspect, like the way I was so, you have to be on this. There's an episode of Community where Britta's mad at her parents, and uh-huh. like because they're cool now. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> you made me take a drug test at 11 because I was laughing too much. And that's kind of where I was. Why it's are like, you laughing oh, so much? You, we kn- you told us you did this before. <laughs> You're laughing. Why? Yeah. So, I mean. But they always passed. After yeah. that, I honestly believe them that they haven't tried anything that we don't know about. I believe them too. And maybe... My parents could not have said that about me. Maybe, you know, they're out doing stuff, but they come home. They tell us uh, everything they did. So I don't I don't think they're doing stuff because they tell us the dumb shit they do. And <laughs> so why would they be hiding the other stuff? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, the, the thing that always cracks me up is, Dad, can I sneak out? <laughs> That's not sneaking out. <laughs> Man, but I, I just go back to like what I did and how dangerous the things I did were because I was trying to sneak out and be away. So nobody knew where you were. Yeah, nobody knew. Nobody knew where you were when you were dating a 25-year-old at 16. Yeah. Because... Then I got punished for it. Guarantee none of our teenagers are dating 25-year-olds. They are not. How, I mean... When one of them was in ninth grade, there was a senior that was hitting on them, and it made them uncomfortable because the age difference was so... Yeah. It's like, like, why are you doing that? (laughs) It's like, okay, first of all, I don't think ninth graders and twelfth graders should be in the same school. Yeah. It It seems weird. I mean, obviously, we grew up with junior high was seventh to ninth, but it just made sense, right? Like, the maturity level of a ninth grader is not... If kids are in a high school together, they're probably going to date. Yeah. And a 14-year-old and an 18-year-old. Yeah, for some reason it just... One's an adult, one's a child. I don't think the age works. 18 to 16, okay. Little, Still a little iffy, but it's okay. Yeah, but you get into the 15, 14, I'm like, no. Because remember back when you were 14, and then think about how much older 18, 19-year-olds seemed to you. Yeah. They were adults. They Well actually ninth grade is thirteen fourteen, right? Or is it fourteen fifteen? No, let's see. 14. Eight seventh is twelve, thirteen, Ours thirteen, are fourteen. Ours 14, are even 15. younger though, so they're Yeah, they have birthdays in the summer, sorry kids. Yeah, so they're the Next youngest. Next time we won't of... have sex in December? I think it was our birthdays. November. <laughs> November and then Christmas. So birthdays and Christmas babies. Do you ever realize that November babies were usually just Valentine's Day Day sex? Not me, though. Sperm bank. Woo! My parents never had sex. (laughs) That's what I used to like when people would... Wouldn't that be a nice, like... Yeah, my parents never... Well, when other kids would, like, make jokes about, oh, your parents had sex. I'm like, my parents never had sex. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure they did, but in my mind, that was a distinction. (laughs) I did not have to think about it. Nice. Although my mom did often tell me about how small my dad's penis was. What the fuck? That's just what she would do. But you better send your daughter to church. Sometimes I hope hope she listens to these and just... (laughs) 
whatever I can share. In therapy, I was talking about how my mom had done something that hurt me. And I immediately said, oh, I should just focus on the good that she gave me. I know, I know, I know. And my therapist was just kind of like, stop. You say you should a lot. Should, should, should. You don't have to should anything, (laughs) you know? Yes, you can try to reframe, but at the same time, she did hurt you. You can talk about that. It happened. And then you can move on from it. I just saw a really a big lizard chase away a little lizard on the wall. Hmm. That one that you can see shaking right there. Yeah. I just and see that, that smaller one over there. One over there it, it just chased it away. Hmm. It's pretty cool. I wonder what it's protecting there because it just looks like... That it's standing guard. Yeah. Sorry to not respond to what you said, but instead talk about lizards fighting. That's fine. I don't even know what I was saying really. Just... No, you should stop putting a shit on yourself. There's no expectation. It's your life. Do what you fucking want. Yeah, I did distract from we can take the good parts without shooting ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Because if the bad parts happened. Yeah, they did. And that's our story to tell that they did happen. Don't make it who you are. Yeah, I can still appreciate and love my parents. Because I really do. I'm, I'm someone who really want, I do want my parents in my life. I just can't have them because they don't respect boundaries. Simple as that. There's two quail on that roof. Man. I love birds. Do Um, you even want me to talk? (laughs) I absolutely do. Parents who, your kids are going to be who they are regardless of what you want them to be. And you got to prepare yourself for that. I definitely had these expectations of how my children were going to turn out. They are not like this, but I love the fucking hell out of my kids they are amazing and you know happy that they're this instead of what i thought they were gonna be i love them unconditionally no matter what and i'm gonna be by their side through everything i thought that i was going to have to deal with the typical problems that jock parents have to deal with Mm, mm -hmm. we don't have that we don't have that we have we have kids who join the no place for hate group (laughs) and spend their free time learning engineering so They don't. They all care about human beings. We're really proud of our children. And just because you don't want your kid to be gay doesn't mean they're not going to be. So start (laughs) working on that unconditional. Since it's Pride Month going around, everybody's gay. (laughs) So proud. When, When I was really little, I used to run around the house yelling, I'm queer, I'm queer, because I read that it means weird and I loved being weird. Somebody pointed out that it that it meant gay. Mm-hmm. Then they like started making fun of me around the house for it, and and that really upset me. That made me sad. So I now I'm I'm happy to be you queer. You grew up with a lot of just a lot of negative terms about being gay, like oh yeah, used in a derogatory way. My brothers but would constantly make fun of my dad didn't... for being gay because he wasn't their dad. But like in my home, we didn't talk about that at all. So I had no really. I mean, we used the term were... gay in a derogatory way. I didn't really know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that women could be with women. I didn't know that men could be with men. Like I didn't know it was a thing. And so I remember in elementary school, I really wanted to kiss my friend. We we got in trouble for it. Like mm. it was a whole thing and it was so I was like, "Why can't I just kiss my friend? Like I like her." And I've learned that's how people show affection so why can't i but at the same time a little boy and a little girl oh it's puppy love let me okay that's leading me into something else yeah let's go the term groomer the term groomer is fucking pissing me off because it's being used to demonize 
trans people and people who are supportive of trans people because it's, oh people are saying they're saying they're that rumors mm-hmm. it, i woke up this morning on got on twitter and i saw <sighs> that was trending and it was because there was a there was an all-ages drag show that was being promoted in houston because it took place in a gay bar mm-hmm. so question because you recently came out as trans non-binary has it been easy has it been a fun experience for it you it's not it's not it's do uh, scary being out in public right especially. so do you hope to convert all the children so they have to go through this no your hope is that people can be accepting of who you are i guess i just answered the question for you <laughs> well Sorry. when i was a little kid i remember but... a girl up the street from me we were best friends right i always wanted to play barbies with her and then when i did i got made fun of for it because that's not what boys do mm. and even before that when i was anything that i would do that was even remotely feminine i got, got called out for it so yeah. much and the thing is i always considered myself bobby hill i i never really felt comfortable I leaned into it so heavily that I made football my personality. Then later on, I made guns my personality. I made all of these things my personality that I didn't like because right. I the things so I did like. So it was just that, that need for acceptance. You just wanted that acceptance. I liked watching fashion shows on MTV. Right. <laughs> That's how I learned sugar lips thing. So here's a here's a beauty tip for you. If your lips are really dry and cracky and you want to exfoliate them a little bit, get some get some Carmex or something and then you put it on your finger and dip it into some sugar and then rub it all over your lips. I recommend coconut oil. Ooh, that's better. And then the sugar will like yeah. is a is a what's the word? It's a corrosive, not corrosive, you abrasive. It. It's an abrasive and it exfoliates mm-hmm. your your lips and then it leaves them feeling nice and soft and plump and I learned this from one of these fashion shows that I used to fucking love that my brothers would walk in and call me a fag so I guess I didn't actually finish would you wish what you're going through on anyone else absolutely not you should just the fact that people are thinking we're trying to groom our children no like like I can tell you maybe we're just trying to progress and be accepting and love humans treat us as such you know when our AMAB children first asked to wear skirts i tried to sidestep it because i didn't want them to deal with what they would have to deal with like as they came out and stuff i was scared and i still am scared i'm scared all the time it's not something that i don't know if i'm phrasing this right i'm fine with them being who they are i want them to be accepted and loved as they are i just wish they didn't have to go through hell to do it to do it and and so there is kind of to be honest there is kind of that damn i wish they they were they would it, just wait come on yeah just just assimilate a little bit more just but in, uh, but i don't but i, I, really I don't, don't want actually want that it's just i don't want your life to be hard that's the fear coming in. People are still afraid to be themselves, and it's 2022. I can say when I go out in public, I'm I'm often afraid because I know how people treat. And the phrase groomer going around as it's being used towards trans people, it means they're grooming them to be whatever, and it's like basically a way of calling people a pedophile. Mm-hmm. And you know who most people are okay with hurting? Pedophiles. So you label somebody a pedophile, you're They're gonna get hurt. Somebody sees me wearing a dress and it puts me at danger because of that fucking phrase going around. I will say, even though I, when I go to the store or whatever, I am afraid. We have good neighbors. I'm sure they're confused as hell by me, but I know but that our neighbors are kind. always kind. 
Yeah, there's that one lady. Oh, yeah. yeah that she had seems to, to be mean to everyone, so... I think she's just a cranky old cat lady. Yeah. There was something else that I wanted to talk but everyone about. everyone else has been really kind to us. Even some of the people from I the church the that have come by. I know we're the fucking weirdos, though. Like, oh, yeah. We are definitely the weirdos in the neighborhood. I'm sorry, I'm going to wear whatever the fuck I want when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. This is my house. And if you come in my backyard and I'm wearing just my underwear, fucking don't look. I don't care. Like, <laughs> it's my backyard. There's something I wanted to say. Oh, a state, I uh, can't remember where it was, Oklahoma or somewhere just recently passed a law that was an anti-trans. If a student athlete is, if there's a suspicion that they're trans, they're required to undergo a genital check. So but then you're, you're the one being labeled as a pedophile when they're the ones who want to check the genitals. Like why are, why are sports this important to people? I have no idea. You would rather, you care more about sports than the actual people playing the sport. What trans kids have to go through, none of them are going through it so they can be better at a sport. And also, let's take a step back. That argument only makes sense if you concede that every assigned male at birth person is better at every sport than every assigned female at birth person. Yeah. You could probably beat me in every sport that we've ever played, except for football. Yeah, I probably could, honestly. Everyone everyone (laughs) in your family are better at most sports than me. And I grew up playing sports. I'm an athlete. I'm a large person. I'm fit. No, but none of you could beat me at running. So it just comes back to, why are you so obsessed with sports? And people's genitals. I, mean, I will say, like, I do miss playing sports. I miss softball. I miss volleyball a lot. But why does it have to be everything? But I, I guess we have our own things that become... Well, there's nothing that if my kid chose DC over Marvel, I'm not going to disown them like some parents would disown their kid for yeah, the, that's, what being a, that's true. a Broncos fan instead of a Raiders fan. Yeah. Or BYU or, f- or Utah fan over BYU. And I would definitely never throw a can of soup at somebody because they liked a different fandom than I do. Stop. <laughs> Alright, we could probably wrap this up. Shall we wrap this up? Alright. Well, this was a fun religious venture. Oh, happy Pride. Happy Pride. Yeah, I guess it is a good topic. I am excited. It's Pride Month. It's been fun to see my youngest. The the first time we ever celebrated a Pride Month, I wasn't out even to myself really. I remember that like you all painted all these rainbow things everywhere, and I'm like, okay, I have to support. But I was shit. If you do that, people are gonna think that we're all. I don't know. There was just something about it that was like terrifying. There was this board that we had that you painted Happy Pride, and then had the rainbows on it. Put it out on our window. And we I, should I do came, that again. I came home and saw that. I was I didn't know how to react. It was interesting. It led to a lot of introspection and like, what do I okay. do with this? Yeah, why are you I, feeling these there's things? There's nothing wrong with it. We should be putting this up. I mean, at that point, we knew that I was, so... Yeah, it, it, still, it was just so much ingrained grooming to be anti-LGBTQ. But I'm glad we broke free and we are who we are now. Stop sexualizing children. Yeah. Oh, she's going to be a little heartbreaker. Oh, you're going to have to keep the boys away from her. I hate the phrase... Oh, you, you're going to be a heartbreaker. Oh, he's a cutie. Oh, Why he... would you be proud of that? Breaking hearts? 
No. Oh, you're going to have to watch out for that one when they become a teenager. Yeah. Oh, we heard that so many times. When the kids are like in kindergarten, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a... What are you... What? Why are you asking them that? If they had one... They didn't have that idea until you told them that. Yeah. We saw... Okay, I guess we're... You... We guess we're not done yet. We're not done. And it just grosses me out. I... Okay. I've been to a few daddy-daughter dances. The concept always weirded me out. It's like... It's a date scenario between a daughter and father. If it's not weird or sexual, then why is it not done with the boys, too? Why is it gender opposite? Mm-hmm. The, or the reason I bring that up, we were at the dollar store, and they have their, like, little figures. And there was one for Father's Day coming up. and Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it said, to dad, son's first hero and a daughter's first love. I what? Ooh shouldn't they be the same to both of them well that but the way they're using love there is the crush yeah type yeah so it made me very uncomfortable to see that but that like that phrase is everywhere and i remember it's probably pinned on my pinterest honestly from because i don't use my pinterest anymore back in the day i used to pin shit like that saying mormon housewife yeah i mean i'm surprised it wasn't up on our wall at some (laughs) point (laughs) i've just learned i feel like it's it's gross. It's sexualizing kids. So if you see somebody's child and you think they're cute just say, or adorable. Oh, what a beautiful child. You don't need oh, to say. Oh, that kid's so cute. You don't need to say they're going to grow up and break people's hearts. Or that they're, you're going to have to keep the boys away from this one or watch out for that one. What do we have to watch out for? They're, because you think they're going to have sex. You're thinking about them having sex when they're two years old right now? <laughs> yeah. You're envisioning so what they're going to look like in the future because you think it's, it's a cute baby. Disturbing. It's so gross. Gross. I hate I it. Also can't, We've like, always hated that though. Yeah. Like when people said that shit, we were like, please don't say that. I know. Yeah, that's true. It it always made me uncomfortable. There was somebody at my last job. Just anytime any of us with kids would show pictures of our kids, that comment would come up. And to be kind about it, I would shortly thereafter casually bring up in conversation how you wish people didn't say things like that. Yeah. <laughs> and the hint never never quite stuck. No. Uh, but yeah, so let your kids be kids. Let them be who they are. And, and love them unconditionally. Try being who you are as well. You don't have to fit any standards that anybody else has put for you. You can do, if you want to do something and you're a man and it seems femi, who gives a fuck? You wanted to do it, didn't you? Yeah. I'm reading a book on self-compassion mm-hmm. and a, a part of it just keeps playing through my head because obviously I need to work on it. It, it, it says something along the lines of if, you're doing what you love, why does it matter if you're extraordinary at it? You're doing what you love. You can be ordinary at something, but you get to do what you love. So just do it. Do what you love. As long as it's not harming anyone else, that's why we're here. Like, experience life. Anyway. Do we want to talk about entertainment? Yeah, let's talk about entertainment. What have we been watching? Stranger Things. Okay, first of all, I'm glad they put that warning. At the very first episode of season four of Stranger Things, it uh, this isn't a spoiler to anybody, I don't think, but if it is, if, if you haven't watched season four of Stranger Things yet, the very, op- like in the first 15 minutes, there's a scene with lots of mangled, bloody, dead kids. It was hard to watch. I, because we watch Stranger Things with our kids. Our kids love it. Because it was realistic looking. Especially after what just happened in Texas. And that's what the warning is. Mm-hmm. It was hard to watch, but 
I mean, let's discuss Stranger Things. It is. I thought that it was the last season ever. So when the way it ended left oh me God. a little. Yeah, we were we'll, like. We'll tiptoe around spoilers here. Yeah. We were like, wait, what happened with the whole other group? What? The, it's like, wait, the, shouldn't they be? That just ended? That was pointless. <laughs> Like, we, wait, I really thought it was a the season, series a finale. series finale, and you're ending on a cliffhanger. Yeah, this is worse than uh, Game of it? Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> it it was. There's going to be a fifth season, which will be the final. All in all, it was a, it also, was a good I season. Also, I think it, this was just the first part. It says volume one. So I don't know. Season. Does it say volume it one? It says season four, volume one. So I don't know if there's going to be like season four, volume two, or if they just go into season five. But yeah, that cliffhanger, I was like, because at, at that point we thought it was done. And I'm just like, uh, I'm pissed off. The te- I hated how Ozark ended. Too. I really like it. Like makes it. sense. Yeah. I Except mean, for the car crash. Nobody walks away from a car crash like that. I guess it was metaphorical. People like them can walk away from anything. True. And I guess like. You have money. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Money's not going to let you walk away from a car crash like that, but you'll walk away from everything yeah. else. Oh my God. That but was, it I was really very. I, and I don't know what I wanted to happen, really. I just know I wasn't happy with Ozark ending. I was surprised that my... I did like Grace and Frankie ending. Oh, that was beautiful. That was, I really loved that, was sweet. that one. And it kind of lets you take it either way. I think they died. I know. You think they... I think they were... And they're just in heaven. They were so happy that... Yeah, that's probably... They're in heaven. They got to be with their family still and each other. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. What a beautiful friendship. I love that show. Hopefully uh, Grace doesn't have to deal- marry Nick anymore. Yeah. <laughs> she was never happy with that guy. I didn't like that. I don't like him. He's good. He's great. But I never like his characters. Yeah. I've always liked his char- I I think he plays the characters well. So I've always enjoyed. When what he- rom-coms is he in? Like, he's in a few movies that we love, right? I can't picture his face right now. Is he in My Best Friend's Wedding? No, No, that's that's, uh, that's the guy who was on New Girl also. Yes, 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 yes. He was in... Nope, that was... The other guy, shameless. Oh, <laughs> um, the the while you were sleeping. That is what I know him. He's from. the sleeping guy, He's right? The sleeping guy. Yes, that's what I know him from. I that's why love you love him so much. While you were sleeping. I hate while you were sleeping. I know it's so you boring to me. I I could I have these movies that I can watch on repeat nonstop while you were sleeping ever after. And I don't like either of those. There's a few other ones that Night's Tale is one that you like that I or. That yeah, I like. you just used to from watch... my childhood that I will. My best friend's wedding I haven't watched in a long time, but that was one. I don't mind my best friend's wedding, but I do like to do the. I to those of you who didn't see me because nobody can see me right now. I pointed and then looked back and then looked at where I was pointing and then had a stupid smile on my face like I was. I've got moves you've never seen. You know when he first sees. Yeah, sees. And says, is this it? I, I quote that movie a lot. <laughs> um, and then Pretty Woman is always on my list. I will always, always and forever love that one. I like Amanda Bynes, or at least I used to, because, I mean, I grew up watching all that. She was, I loved Amanda, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you used to watch... Um, what a Girl Wants. Is that the the royal family one? Yeah. When yeah. Colin Firth is the dad? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's... that's I wonder if I would still like that with my new understanding of how monarchies work and how fucked up they are as a concept. Yeah. 
Man, I tried watching Crazy Rich Asians because I loved that when we first watched it. Oh, it's but, so sweet. But, but it's all like, about the decadence and surplus. I'm so annoyed with rich people right now. <laughs> so to see people that rich. Yeah. I did watch The Help recently again. That is a good movie. Good book, too. I haven't read the book in a while, but you need to watch that movie. Elon Musk has $300 billion. $1 billion is too much for any human being to spend in their lifetime. Just pointing that out about Uh, the rich people. Well, I think it seems like we're at a breaking point. Yeah. Things are going to bubble over soon. Uh, I've been rewatching Avatar The Last Airbender because it's always good and it's always feel good and it has such good values and morals throughout the character development. I don't know why I can't get into it. It's because you don't like cartoons like that. Well, I mean... It's so, like, the spirituality... I thought you would like it because it's spiritual, it's... It's funny. It's hilarious. I, I don't know why, but like every time you put it on, it's snoring immediately. <laughs> Which is silly because I it should align with what I like. There's an episode of it that I love and I've been using it a lot lately as an example. But there's an episode where they're trying to get to... Uh, where are they going? Umashu? Or are they going to... Yeah, they're going to Umashu, which is an Earth King, one of the Earth Kingdoms. One of the cities in the Earth Kingdom. And there are these two tribes of people who are trying to get across this, this valley. Mm-hmm. And they have to have a guide to help get them across. But these tribes are warring. They don't like each other. They've had like a hundred years of hating each other. So they really hate each other. They don't trust each other. And the guide tells them, okay, to go across this valley, we can't take any food. So you have to leave everything behind right now. They all grumble about it, and they get down into the valley, and they make camp, and all these big monsters start showing up because they're attracted to food. Come to find out, both groups of people brought food into the valley. And when asked about it, it's like, what am I going to, I'm going to starve knowing that they're going to bring food anyway? And then the other side says, yeah, I knew they were going to bring food, so I had to. I'm not going to be weak so that they're not, so that they can attack me when I'm hungry and they're not. So here's the thing. If nobody makes the brave move to do the right thing first, nobody else is going to. You can't say, oh, I can't, I have to have this because if I don't do this, they're going to. Well, if you'd stop doing that, maybe they'd stop doing that. Be, be the good you want to you want to see in the world <sighs> weird concept you want things to be better and maybe be better wrap this up yeah hopefully next time i'll have a, a report on on the uh what is it called uh, the the piano book that i'm reading oh my goodness the autobiography of yeah. a russian pianist or something like that. I don't know. I've been reading it for a really long time. I like it a lot, but I'm I a slow reader. I forgot about books that we're reading. So you got the piano book. Have we already talked about that? That it's I don't been know. so long. You're I, still I, reading. Last time, the episode that I was doing my stupid Russian accent the whole time, it was because I was reading that book out loud uh-huh. and doing the Russian accent. Um. So I finished. Nevermore, The Trials of Morgan Crow. That's a really good book. I'll I, be reading that next. Yeah. Um, Probably. I, I feel like there's a lot of similarities to Harry Potter, but as I got deeper and deeper into it... Less turfy? Yeah, it was... It's a fun book. It was a book that I... I was able to escape into, which I love when books take me into a different world. Even though I read a lot of real world books, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, Nicholas Sparks is one of my favorite authors. Although I tried reading, I had actually, the book you got me, I'd already read. Ah. But as I started reading it, I was like, "Eh, I don't know. I don't know. How did you know? Is it because somebody died in the end? (laughs) I didn't read it all because I was like, I've read this thing. So I moved on. 
to other books, but that one was really good. Nevermore. Check it out. There's three books out right now, and the fourth one is coming out in like October, November. Mm. So I want to read the other ones before before then. So hopefully our friend will let me borrow those. But you definitely have to read it, Pete. It's it was really good. It's a children's book, so I so mean, hopefully I'll be able like... to get through it in shorter than six months. <laughs> the book you're reading right now, I keep looking at like the size of it, and I'm like, what is happening? You must reread the same page over and over. No, I just don't pick up my book very often. Yeah, that's true. You don't read very often. That's that's my problem. Is well, when I do read, I read kind of slow, but with this book, when I do read, it flows really well because I don't know. It's just written. Yeah. It's I guess it's translated in a way that. It's just very conversational. It's some dude interviewing an old Russian pianist. Their dialogue kind of, it melds together, so you're not quite sure who's speaking, but it also, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's cool. And it's, I was sad to find out that it's not an actual person. I thought that it was like, oh, this is a Um, real old Russian pianist. But it's just a story. Yeah, and I don't know shit about music like classical music or anything. It's still really good, and I definitely don't know anything about piano. Uh, did you know that the the term classical music was invented by Nazis? I did not know that. Because all music, it was like in, I think it was in response to jazz or swing, just kind of like square dance was in America. Oh, wow, really? Because it was considered... They railed against anything that was that they considered degenerative or uh, harmful to culture. So things. So they said, "This is classical. This is the ideal. This is what we need to preserve." Interesting. I had no idea. And you know, a lot of classical musicians were German, so it's easy to use that to inspire German nationalism. I did not know that. So the other book that I'm reading now, um, I talked about it a little earlier, but it's about self-compassion. It's called Out of Love. That's a really good book if you need to work on being a little bit kinder to yourself. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You're reading it next, so I'm going to make you. I've only read two self-help books. This one's a good one. It flows because the chapters are so short and you can pick... Like, if you don't want to read the full book, you can just pick a chapter that is specific to what you're going through. And then it has journal entries at the end. It's a really, really good book. I read The Nerdist Way, written by Chris Hardwick. I still need to read that one. Which, I don't know where it is, but I I remember liking it a lot. And it it helped me figure out a few things. And Chris Hardwick's a funny dude. And he, he breaks that down into, like, instead of just regular pretentious sounding self-help lingo, he uses nerd shit and... Mm -hmm. Compares things to video games and comic books and D&D. Yeah, I definitely want to read that one. Uh, Then the other one that I read was The Four Agreements. That's a good one. The fundamentals of it are really good. Like he says, Um, every chapter is just saying it takes one phrase and and re-says that same phrase 50 times and that's the next chapter. But I mean, maybe that's a good way to get repetition. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was intentional, but I I caught on to that as you were, because I've read it a few times, I think. Yeah, I think you had it when we were first married. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's... That's gay hippie shit. (laughs) Did I turn you hippie? I think we just turned each other hippie and it was there the whole time. It kind of was, I think. It's just we allowed each other to express who we actually are. That's nice. Because I guarantee you weren't hoping that I would come out as non-binary at any... Like, you were never saying, I hope Pete does this. 
Yeah. It, I hope Pete starts wearing dresses. Like, no, that, that happened. But and I'm, I'm happy. And you accepted. And it wasn't even a deal. Yeah. I'm happy you are who you are. And I choose you. And I choo choo choose you I too. I choo choo choose you. I choose to be Ralph with you. Wickham. And I'm going to love you unconditionally. Maggie shot Mr. Burns. What? Back on Simpsons. <laughs> Yeah, choo choo choo. <laughs> oh yeah. I was wondering. Barons is huge. Did you know that, that episode is uh do you remember the scene in the red room on when we were watching Twin Peaks? We never finished it, but there was a scene where like there's a there's a little person and they are talking like weird and backwards and telling the, I kind of remember uh, it. I think it like was one curtains. of those situations where you kept watching it and it's like in my dream ish type situation. So this little person shows up in the dream and gives the captain from How I Met Your Mother. I yeah. can't remember his name on Twin Peaks. Yeah. But gives him a guy. gives him a clue. But on the Who Shot Mr. Burns episode, Lisa shows up in Police Chief Wiggum's dream and starts talking backwards. And I had no idea that it was a reference to something, but it's Burns is suits. Burns is suits. She's saying, check Mr. Burns' suit. Oh, for a clue. that's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> and then he wakes mm-hmm. up and says, did you guys have the same backwards talking dream because uh fuck i can't remember the black cop's name but he sh- he comes and says hey i think we should go check burns suit as chief wickham wakes up and he says oh did you have the same backwards talking dream as me he's like no and it seems like what we should do mm-hmm. but yeah it was maggie because he was trying to steal her candy because he said oh like taking Maggie's candy the baby yeah because he was trying to take the candy from her. Oh, he because he heard the phrase like taking candy from a baby, so he goes to take her lollipop, and uh. he's a weak old man, so he can't. And she's holding on to it, and then I think his gun falls out of his thing, and she grabs it and accidentally pulls the trigger. Oh my god! He also um, accidentally pulls the trigger. Are we going into a gun talk now? No, no. But he does when he when he lands. Like, there, he puts, I don't know why, I can't remember why, but there are letters around him, and he points to an M and an S, which at one point, we think he was pointing to a W and an S. Oh, no, it was a compass. W and S, and we thought it was Waylon Smithers, but, but really, it was M and S for, he was saying that it was Maggie Simpson. Ah, oh, well, hey, look, an airplane. Did you just describe the whole episode? No, it's a two-part episode. It, mm-hmm. it was a cliffhanger. You had to wait for the for it to come back after summer break. It was just like the episode of Dallas where they had the Who Shot JR. I don't know who shot JR. If you know who shot JR, let me know in the comment. <laughs> who shot JR? I don't know. I don't even know who JR is. I know he's an episode or he's a character on Dallas. Hmm. Which Family Guy did a parody of one episode where I think there was an apocalypse and at the very end it cuts to a live action scene of Patrick Duffy in a shower. He gets out and he's like asking about something and says, oh, it was all a dream. And I think that happened on Dallas. It was a soap opera. Hmm. I don't know what Dallas is. Soap opera. Okay. (laughs) All right. I hate when I don't get reference, like when people are talking about stuff and I'm just like, I have no idea. Well, did you make your entire life listening to people talk about TV on like that's only thing you cared about was are they talking about tv have i seen the show doesn't matter are they talking about tv i did not so anyway that's what i really cared about i just sometimes i get a little frustrated and when i'm lost in oh that's because i give no i don't make any sort of connection there i just throw it out and if you're there you're there if you're not you're not 
So it's not a you thing. That's a me thing. Oh. I, I don't provide the proper scaffolding. Scaffolding. That's what you need, the scaffolding. Prop people up a little bit, help them get where they need to be so they can put that sheetrock on the wall up a little higher. Can't do it from the ground. No, you gotta scaffold them all, all the way up. That's an education joke. I'm Peter Teabags. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe, you know. Share us and let us know what you think. If you've got something you want to talk about, tell us things. And uh, and we'll talk about it because we like talking about things. Check me out on YouTube. I'm MrJohnnyB51. And I am MJ. You can find me on Instagram, Another Manic MJ. Check me out. Oh, yeah, I'm also on Instagram as Peter Teabags. Well, it's been fun. It's been, just, it's been a minute. You. Yeah, it's been a minute since we've done this, so that's why we talk so much. <laughs> and sorry there weren't more birds. I ran out of bird seed, so there'll be more soon. We do miss our birds. All right, signing off. Much love. Hey, everybody. Goodbye.